Do you do you know why millennials and Gen Zers need a coach, and and why previous generations really don't? Welcome back to another episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Before listening into this episode, if you haven't caught the last episode where we talk about team resource mapping and using the DISC assessment as a tool to better understand your team, feel free to check that out as well and find out more about what we do at tcadvisorygroup.com. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the millennial generation. We'll provide some insights on how to unlock the potential of the millennial generation. So here we go on episode seven of the Executive Leadership Podcast. If I had, to, if if you really look at the, the the statistics, it really boils down to these younger generations. Their parents have been so protective of them up until almost till they leave the house that these kids, as they they go into young adulthood are more comfortable so more they they need that comfort of knowing there's that there's an adult watching them well that's so true. that's why they they call it the uh what do you call it the helicopter parents right yeah so yeah. so most kids are growing up like this right so they grow up and they still need somebody over top of them saying you're doing a good job and that's what a coach is encouraging yeah. and, you know a little bit to the left a little bit to the right you know keep working at it more than they need somebody who's just you know giving them direction giving directions and walking away as a boss so let's go well welcome back to an another episode of the executive leadership podcast we're here with travis and myself cameron travis how's it going i'm doing great man how are you pretty good so like really excited for today's discussion we're going to be talking about unlocking the millennial potential so as you know Travis and I are both from the millennial generation, and really, we had the experience of uh, experiencing roles, leadership roles at a very young age. Uh, we're both just around 30 right now, and um, what we're going to focus on today is how the power of coaching in the workplace and why that matters for the millennial generation. Yeah, Absolutely. I actually realized yet yesterday that I was used to tell people I'm in my early 30s. Now I have to almost say I'm in my mid 30s. So <laughs> time time is flying. But yeah, as we're talking about today, we're, what we really want to lean into is is really something that um, I'm having a lot of conversations across all different kinds of companies, small businesses, large businesses. Um, you know, leaders who have been in uh, the workforce for many years are they're coming to me and they're going they're coming to others and they're saying. You know, Travis, you know, I don't know what to do with these with these millennials. I don't know what to do with these Gen Zers that are coming in, coming into the workforce now. I I I I've tried so many different things. You know, I've I've set my expectations. I've done I've done all the things that they say to do in the books, but yet I'm still struggling uh to get across to the these people. And I I always just kind of get a smile on my face because it's it's very interesting to see um the time we live in and the time we live in is, is very unique because in some cases there's actually five different generations in our workforce right now. It's a very unique time in the workforce. And, and in just the last couple of years, millennials and Gen Zers have now become the predominant work group specifically in the United States. So now we're starting to feel 
the pressures of making those kinds of adjustments. And what we found is that, you know, the old way of doing leadership is, is more having, having a boss, having somebody who kind of gave you directives, gave you direction, and then sent you on your way. And that person was really only there to, to give you correction or give you, uh, you know, reprimands or, or to give you, you know, uh, tell you when you're failing. But other than that, you, would, you wouldn't hear from them. And that's worked for many generations in, in the past. And that was an accepted way of doing things. And for, for the matter, that was good for that time. But what we have found is that as this younger generation has moved in as the predominant part of the workforce, is that we need to shift our mindset from being a boss, but also being a coach. We need to shift from being uh, just a boss, just the one giving directions, just the one who's in charge to also being a coach. And this is a huge uh, mindset change in how we, and how we do things. Yeah, you make a good point about that shift in mindset because a boss, uh, someone that thinks of themselves at a, as a boss might be someone that's selfish and self-centered and, not, and a very authoritative figure and very proud of where they are in their role. And to shift that mindset to a coach, it's you have to be there for your people and for your team and be focused on them and building them up and providing them the opportunities for them to continue to move forward in their roles wherever they at, where wherever they're at. And um, the millennial generation, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for coaches that they're gonna be there to lean on. And it's a big ask for to, to be a coach. It's it's it takes a lot of effort, intentionality to um, be able to provide that support, guidance. And what it really is, is you're not necessarily, as a coach, you don't necessarily need to provide the answers uh, for the people, is you are there to facilitate their growth. That's what you're there for, is to facilitate somehow their growth and provide that guidance that they need. And it takes a lot of intentionality and due diligence uh, to be able to do that effectively. You know, one of the things I, I realize as I, as I talk to many people who are in leadership is that, you know, we, we've gone through a, a very tough time with COVID. Now we're moving into a time where many companies are, are tightening their belts and the financial strain is now, now on and leaders and managers are having to make decisions and work with less. So, you know, adding more to some people's plates feels like, you know, the, the cup runs over, right? There's not there's not another thing we can add to the, uh, you know, add to our plates on a daily basis. But here's the reality. According to Gallup, millennials are the least engaged generation in the workplace. So this means with this disengagement that, that we have to be able to have it. There has to be a shift. There's no choice but to begin to shift into a new direction. So when we talk about coaching, we, it, we literally want to think about what does a a coach do? What does a football coach do during a practice? You know, they're providing that feedback. They're, they're, they're helping you make adjustments on the fly. They're giving you direction when you, when you, when you fail, they're, they're, they're encouraging you. They're, they're pushing you when you need to be pushed. All of these things are part of what we we're looking for in, in leaders today. And that means that there's a deeper investment than they're used to that, 
than maybe there was there before. But millennials do want to grow and they do want to be developed. But because of their upbringing, you know, Cameron, we were talking about this before we hit we hit record, you know, because of the upbringing of most of the millennials, and I'd say this would even be true for me a little bit, but, um, you know, we grew up in families that were very protective, you know, they wanted to know what was going on in your lives, and some would argue that a lot of uh, kids are growing up today in a very helicopter uh, very watchful environment from their parents. So these kids are growing up into young adults. And when they, when they're, as they're going into young adulthood, there is this expectation that they're still going to be this adult, even though they're now an adult, that's going to be in their lives and providing them this active feedback as their parents have been doing all this time. So now the, the shift happens in, in leadership of knowing now they're looking to their leader to be that per person providing the feedback, giving them encouragement, patting them on the back, where previous generations didn't necessarily want that. You know, I spoke to a gentleman the other week and he, you know, we were kind of going through a similar issue with this in, in a coaching session. And, and he told me, you know, he's like, you know, back in my, back when I was coming up through the ranks, you know, no news was good news. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. For you, no news is good news. But guess what? Today, if if two weeks pass and you haven't heard from your boss, all panics. <laughs> Millennials are panicking. They're thinking, I'm getting I'm getting fired. They've given up on me. There, there's all these things that pop into their mind because they've gotten so comfortable in the need and that desire for feedback. So we just we need to continue just focusing on shifting from that boss mentality to being a coach. Yeah, I remember, I mean, being in a coach is not this big idea and that you need it. It's so complicated because I remember back when I started in the workforce, um, you know, I needed to be coached. I needed feedback. And that's the only way I thrived. And it oh, it took little, little acts from my leader or my boss to give me, you know, small tasks here and there to for me to learn and grow and learn more about my job. And uh, also the overall business. And so that's where um, I started broadening my horizons and learning slowly but surely Then I would get little pieces of feedback periodically here and there, which always made my day, even if it was negative or positive, I knew the direction that I was going in. And I think for millennials, if, if they uh, don't know how they're doing, whether good or bad, they get easily lost and disengaged. They need to be um, they need to be looked after. I know it's that that kind of sounds weird, but that's that's the reality because um, they're eager to learn and grow. I know I still am as a millennial, eager to grow and learn, eager to thrive, but needs need the right people to coach them and to help facilitate that growth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a you know the Gen Z generation, the millennials that. This, this, these are generations that desire and crave mentorship. They, they want to hear from people who have more experience than them. Um, there's sometimes some awkwardness in the different generational gaps, but there is a, there is a desire for those types of connections and that, and that guidance. And, and we want to, we want to be able to reach those people because ultimately 
you know, we want to be able to engage, engage them on a deeper level. When people are satisfied at their job, specifically millennials, they, they will stay at a job for two to five years. I mean, the chances are so much higher when you start getting that engagement at work, because we, we've seen, I mean, study after study has shown that, you know, this generation uh, does not particularly, they're not so dead set on the financial benefit. They're, they're looking at all, a lot of other opportunities and things that come with um, their job opportunities. And we've seen, obviously, through all these, the, the last couple of years, they're not afraid to change jobs. So if we want to engage them, it, it's going to start with changing that mindset and begin, begin becoming a, an active coach and each and every one of their lives. So, I mean, what are some things that uh, we can do to kind of move in that direction? I, I think one of the best things that you can start with is, is really reflect on your current leadership style. Think about how you do things. Let's be honest about how you currently um, lead and manage people. And if this is not part of your style, that's okay. You know, this is the, the, the best day to start is right now. And, it's starting by taking small steps in that direction of, of making small, minute shifts in the right direction. But it all starts with really beginning to reflect. And after that, we can start moving into developing self-awareness and seeking uh, seeking to figure out where we need to grow. And, and that's really where TC Advisory Group starts to play a part in, um, in the process. And this is what we, me and Cameron, this is what we really like to get into is helping uh, leaders and managers and, and and people who run companies, helping them developing plans to be able to engage that millennial that millennial generation that often such a challenge to uh, to reach out to. Yeah, I think reflecting on your current leadership style and developing self awareness is where you need to start because and. Oftentimes, you know, you can do this by getting feedback from your team members and your colleagues, but oftentimes that's just not enough. I think really understanding your style, your strengths, your weaknesses, what areas you're good in, what areas you're not good in, having a full holistic overview of who you are as a leader first and what where you need to improve on. And ex that's exactly where we come in and, and, and uh, are able to help you and coach you through that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and as we kind of wrap up today, the, the the last thing I would really want you to lean into and think about is, is we want to really make a shift from the problem solver. See, as leaders, oftentimes we just want to solve every problem. We need to shift from problem solver to facilitator. Instead of always providing a solution, aim to facilitate problem solving and decision making process with, within your team. So that's part of the coaching process. Coaches don't walk out on the field and give the solution immediately. They don't walk out on the field and 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 run the play themselves. They they're they're coaching. They're facilitating the process of allowing others to walk through um, the situation so that they can then be uh, empowered and 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 engaged in what they're doing. Oftentimes, um, employees are not engaged because they're not. They're not they're not being walked through how to facilitate these problems themselves. So, soon as soon as an issue arises, they just simply raise their hand and say, "Okay, leader, fix my problem." And that creates a disengaged workforce versus someone who they know they're expected to solve problems. They're expected they're going to be equipped to solve these issues. 
that creates an engaged workforce. So when you open up that the, the ability for team members to be able to brainstorm ideas, explore options, and find solutions themselves, and you're just now sitting in a position of offering guidance and tweaking and giving direction, and that really changes the game. And that's really how you begin to engage the millennial workforce. Yeah, and this is where you are able to win over the millennials because you're you're asking the right you're asking questions you know what are th- what are some of the things that are going well what are some things that are not going so well and then you brainstorm these ideas on bringing solutions to some of these and one thing in in this shift from problem solver to facilitator you don't want to shoot down any bad ideas you want to make sure that everyone's thoughts and opinions are valued and if you can't achieve something or you, an idea doesn't work it's good to to always explain and give that reasoning why. One of the things, you know, uh, when I started in the workforce, I used to give like all these crazy ideas to my boss and some of them were just not achievable. But one thing that my boss, I had to appreciate, he took the time to explain why we couldn't do that. And then you start to understand, okay, that's why that can't happen. So we're going to do this alternative. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think the final thing as we kind of wrap is is to really focus on this is not something that's going to happen overnight. It requires an extreme amount of patience. When you, when you empower others, when you shift from being a boss to being, you know, being a coach, you're now transitioning to a, a, a new way of doing things. And this will require patience. This will require a lot of effort. This will require you to potentially have to do more work, especially in the beginning. But ultimately, I, as, I, as I, I fully believe that oftentimes when it comes to retention, when it comes to issues in employee groups, there is going to be a, a moment of pain for, for you to be able to reach those areas where you start to find the bliss in the, your workforce, where things are running well, people are staying, people are engaged, and people are, are, are doing the job well. But we have to fight through those those tough times. And, and oftentimes it's those early days of transitioning our mindset and how we do things and not turning turning back to old old habits when things get a little bit tough. Yeah, and I think this is a good good thing to practice in just your day-to-day leadership. I think I know we're we're kind of focused on the uh, millennial generation in this uh discussion, but um, apply this to your leadership with everyone on your team, um, and it'll become almost a part of who you are. It's really difficult to shift to this, but once you do, it's it's really rewarding, and you see people grow and develop and become engaged in their in their work environment. And you never know where they'll end up and where their growth will take them. Yeah. So as we wrap up, guys, wait. As always, we thank you so much. Uh, for joining us today on the Executive Leadership Podcast. If you want to find out more about what we're doing, uh, you can check us out at tcadvisorygroup.com. And as always, if you you find this content valuable, please share on uh, whatever platform you're on, like, uh, comment. We'd love to know uh, what type of value we're adding. And if you would like to just uh, share some thoughts about something that we shared in one of our podcasts, or if maybe we was a nugget or something that you thought was uh was worth resharing you know we'd love to hear it at info at tcadvisorygroup.com and uh we would love to engage with you on on a deeper level so 
Uh, until next time, we thank you for your time and we'll see you on the next podcast. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Uh, feel free to, if you want to find out more about the work that we do with leadership training and coaching and leadership development, if you would like that for yourself or your organization, feel free to reach out to us at uh, info at tcadvisorygroup.com, or you could also check out our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. One of the things that we're offering is uh, disc assessments for you as an individual, uh, along with a coaching call. And we also offer the DISC assessment through a series of workshops called Team Resource Mapping for your team or organization or department. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about that, you can send us an email at info at tcadvisorygroup.com. Again, our email is info at tcadvisorygroup.com. We also have other services available within if you need leadership development and training for yourself or your teams. Um, feel free to check out our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. So thank you again for tuning in. Connect with us on social media on whichever platform that you most connect with. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Thank you.